A new year, time for new growth. Grow your education and skills with Herzing University. Our online behavioral health programs fit your schedule and time. From an eight-month diploma program in health and human services to a 36-month bachelor's in psychology. Grow your behavioral health career with us wherever you are in your education. Your future starts now at Herzing University. Visit us online at herzing.edu or text HEALTH to 85109. Online at herzing.edu or text HEALTH to 85109. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org, from Louisville Public Media. Let me just stop this thing here. We're not answering that. No. Consequence Podcast Network. Welcome to another edition of Kyle Meredith with It's the Interview Series presented by WFPK and WFPK.org. Consequence and the Consequence Podcast Network. Thank you so much, as always, for making your way here, checking out this uh, series and the episode. Please do hit that subscribe button so you can keep up with all of the new interviews that we put out every single week. A brand new one every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday to keep you up to date on your favorite artists, discover some new ones, and know what's happening in the music world. Of course, you can find us at iTunes and Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Acast, Podchaser, NPR, YouTube for the video versions, or anywhere you get your podcasts from. I'm Kyle Merritt. Today, my guest, James J.Y. Young. The J.Y. stands for James Young. It's sort of a repetitive nickname, at least when we say the whole thing like that. The guitarist for Sticks and I are going to be talking about the new Sticks album, Crash of the Crown. It's a socially reflective new LP from the Chicago-born rock band, and we're going to go through an album that musically resonates with uh, every era of the band, says James, uh, and Tommy Shaw's lyrics that shows a responsibility to lead listeners, as he says, in a positive direction, while singing about some of the atrocities of the past few years. Now, uh, James also going to reflect on his own playing, how his uh, guitar furthers the song stories, and his early fandom for Jimi Hendrix. And then we're going to turn the clocks back to 1981. This year marks 40 years for their uh, huge record, Paradise Theater. I want to hear how it still speaks to today. And next year, it's the 50th anniversary, so we're going to hear about their plans for that as well. But for now, discussing Crash of the Crown, it's Kyle Meredith with Sticks. Kyle, James Young from the rock band Sticks. Congrats. I love Crash of the Crown. Everything that's happening here, I, you know, I've, of course I'm a fan of uh, the stuff you've done in the past. I was a big fan of the mission and hearing you guys continue at this level. I mean, it's it's sort of amazing. It's it's unexpected for a lot of artists this late in the game. You know, it's decades in the game is what I mean, obviously. But, but you guys are still, this to me might be one of your best records. Well, uh, we started making, uh, we started, we got a first recording contract signed February 22nd, 1972. So February 22nd next year will be 50 years. That's 222-22. So uh, in the 49th year, (laughs) (laughs) um, we've we've put out a record and and it resonates with lots of different eras of, of the band's 
popularity and uh, yeah i i don't know i i did less writing on this than i have on any record before um during the pandemic um the way things were going around my neighborhood and my house i really you know i was not motivated to write but tommy's situation was different and uh he and his collaborator will Evankovich, who is now kind of part of our band and is credited as producer of this started writing and uh said, J.Y., we got a bunch of parts for you to play. Come on down here and do this, and then you're going to sing parts here, and you're singing this and that and the other thing. And um, So I have no writing credit on this for the first time ever on a Sticks record, but the, but those guys collectively are great writers, and Lawrence Gowan, and I can't leave him out of this because he's definitely credited as writing some stuff on here too. And uh, those three guys sort of were the creative um, muscle that got it going, and I, you know, I did my thing sang and played uh and then and, and, and added some comments uh as i would having the only one that's been there all the way from the beginning and i missed two shows when my wife was in the hospital she had a stroke a while back but uh otherwise i'm the only one that's played every stick show since the beginning so it's it's interesting a way to i guess have a relationship with this record i mean it, it sounds like as you're saying most of the work was done you know uh separate of yourself do you find that that gives you a different relationship with this set of songs than maybe the ones in the past have? Well, I mean, this record resonates with, it might not resonate with every era, but it resonates, every song resonates with one or two of the eras of Sticks over the past 50 years. So it's all all part of our portfolio, if you will. And none of it is is is, is foreign or strange or different to me. Uh, there's a very soft song on here, uh, but we've had soft songs before. Uh, Sound the Alarm, I think it's a great song and a very timely one um, for what's going on in the world. So, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's, it sounds like a Sticks record. With the mission, you know, coming out a few years ago, uh, which I'm still listening to probably just as much these days, that being your first in such a long time, do you think getting that one sort of going and getting the the new music machine going again, did that have any influence on this sets or was it just, maybe it was the pandemic and, and everybody had time. I don't, I don't know what you can attribute it to. Well, the mission was, I have this degree in mechanical and aerospace engineering. I founded, co-founded an astronomy club when I was in grade school. It was very into outer space, but I think if I, if I would have brought the title of mission, mission to Mars, basically, you know, I would have been terribly afraid of them saying to me, is that all you can come up with? <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I might have been guilty. But um, Tommy has a way of finding our backgrounds are very different. Uh, I mean, we both are great guitar players. He's very great in one way. I'm a great. He's very great in more than one way. I'm great in one or two ways myself. Um and I also, was, I started out on keyboards. That's everyone in our family was sat down at the piano at age five and you were played, you were playing the piano. And some of us got pretty good. I'm halfway decent. Uh, but if, Tommy brought this idea up and I thought, well, if I brought this up, it'd go nowhere. Um, but the fact that he brought it up, he has a way of finding the humanity in stories that, that might escape me. It's just that I'm the oldest child in my family and the uh, oldest male child, not the oldest child. Um, but we had, there's two, two daughters born to my parents in the early forties. And I was born at 49 after the world war, second world war. And I think that my parents finally think it was safe to procreate again. So I, I was brought up in the space age. And so this, this was all, all great stuff. 
and we were all started on piano at age five in my house. And I just kind of was charmed by rock and roll. And then I saw Hendrix play five times. And so, you know, I play Stratocasters. Yeah, so, I, I mean, the, the record, the record, I think, is, is a great record. And my favorite song is Red Storm. I get the we just listened to it the other day. I played the solo that would be it's 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 in my own style, but it just works beautifully in that song. So, well, it's I like what you said that uh, Tommy finds the way of the you know to find the humanity in what's going on. Obviously, you know you don't even have to listen to the songs. You can just look at the song titles on on Crash of the Crown here to you know kind of get a glimpse of what's going on. You know, the fight of our lives, uh, hold back the darkness, yeah. save us from ourselves, common ground. That's just to name a handful right there. So, yeah. so I guess it would be the obvious question: Did he come in presenting, you know, the the grand concept of, hey, listen, this is the world right now. This is what we're going to be writing about. Actually, Tommy, he and his uh, outside collaborator Will Evangelich, who's now producing our records, and uh, is uh, sort of, uh, you know, a uh, an informal, semi-formal member of the band at this point. Um, he's on stage with us uh, for this tour. And he's a you know accomplished man in his own right, and he and Tommy loves writing with him, and they write great stuff together. You know, I don't I don't think Tommy was concerned about anything. Tommy just writes. He's a writer, and he, he writes whether there's something to write about or not. And and the the range of his ability to write is, is much broader than mine, and I think that's beneficial at this stage because our fans are some of our fans are as old as as I am, based on the audiences I see still coming out. So it it's. Uh, I don't know. Tommy is a creative leader at this point in time, but let's not forget about Lawrence Gowan because he's a new addition to the band over the last decade and a half and phenomenal keyboard player, a great singer and, and a writer in his own right. And his, his contribution is here is, I don't know how much credit for writing he got, but I, you know, his influence is all over it. And Todd Zuckerman, who doesn't get credit to write because there's no melody. It's, you know, the melody and lyric is what songwriting copyrights are about. Uh, but, but Todd, Todd's drumming is is unique and powerful and brings its own sort of strength to what we do. Um, and to be on stage with with these you know people of such a high level skill set across the board is needless to say it's a wonderful thing. Well, you all make magic together. It, it's I, I was thinking about you know you talking about seeing Hendrix five times, which is kind of mind blowing to me. I mean, it's we know what kind of special. Um, moment that must have been now as we look back and what was going on musically then and what's going on musically now especially again on this uh, on this new record I mean rock has been it it seems like it's always kind of played that line right rock gets to be the voice of rebellion and the voice of reason um, which seems almost contradictory but you know I know Tommy found a way to do it on this record do you think that it has that that rock has to be that voice in, in that sort of way? Well, I, I think you know it's it's as you point out a two-edged sword, and I think when when there's a wrong and people are being wronged, someone needs to point that out. Um, but once you've pointed out the wrong, you have to find a way to right the wrong, or as best excuse me, make your best effort to right the wrong. And uh, so, you know, I, I think I think we're <laughs> There's no spring chickens in this band. Todd is the youngest, and he's pushing fifty. So um, I don't know. I think we've all had a chance to see the world from a variety of places, and every one of us has, you know, been overseas uh, to other countries, 
um, and seeing seeing how the world works in different spots. And I think that that global view helps frame things. And you know, it's it's, it's one thing to squawk and complain about how bad things are, but it's you know somebody's got to help find the solutions. And I think we're we're good at pointing out the the negatives and 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 doing our damnedest to try and push things in a positive direction when we can. I mean, Sound the Alarm is a, is a great sort of quiet song on this record, but I think it really is, it's a very moving song. And I think it's just, it's just, you know, there's so much going on in the world. It's so hard to keep track of it. And, and you're getting bombarded with how many channels of television and radio and, and, and online this, you're attacked from more angles than ever. And how does anyone keep all that straight? So I think, um, I don't know. We're we're doing our best to try and bring people joy, but also help keep themselves balanced. I should point out that it's not just in the music, too. I mean, for anyone that doesn't know, you all have been feet on the ground with a rock to the rescue for a while now. So it's I think it's really important to show that it just you all do take it beyond the music. Well, I, I think it's 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 our it's our responsibility to help lead people in in a positive direction. If we've got their attention and they will listen to what we say. It's our responsibility to not just throw that out the window and say, we don't care about that. We are going to write whatever the hell we want. It's our responsibility to be at least somewhat responsible to the world around us. Well, that's beautiful. And I appreciate that, especially as a fan and probably just as a human on top of that. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) On the musical side of things, you know, and, and and not knowing, you know, so when the song's already kind of put in place and, and you're there to put your parts on it, do you still find your opportunity to use the guitar specifically to further the story? Like, what's the process for you there? Well, it's, it's uh, Will, who, as I said, is, is kind of the newest member of the team and um, and plays guitar himself. He continually says to me every time I walk in there, he says, Jay White, nobody plays like you. And that's not, I don't think that's exactly true, but uh, my influences are dramatically different. And, and having seen Hendrix five times and having seen the Mahavishnu Orchestra play live and having done a record with Jan Hammer, who is, you know, genius level on keyboards and, and, and an incredible drummer that he gets no credit for, it seems to me in, in uh, some days. But I've played with some of the best musicians on the planet. Jerry Goodman, who was in Mahavishnu, is, is, grew up in the Chicago area and everybody comes to to know him later but i mean that guy's he was telling me how great i was the other day and i said jerry you can play circles around me um but playing circles around and being able to be flashy and 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 come up with great things is, is one thing but you'd, you'd like the whole thing to to sort of communicate some emotion and some some rational positive thought on occasion um, we can also point out the, you know, the trials and tribulations that are around us, and try to make people more aware of things that maybe they're not aware of. Uh, and then, by the time he writes a song called, you know, that's uh, um, "Sound the Alarm" is a song on this record, and that, that's it's it's done so very quietly in relation to some of the rest of this music we play. Uh, but it's it's also done power with powerful human emotion. Tommy Show's got the ability to sing. He can sing like a 350-pound black man. Someone has credited him with being able to do that because he really does have a great bluesy rock and roll voice. But he can also sing, you know, a beautiful ballad, and uh, uh, he's 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 a great partner. Well, I read about getting to add in some, you know, 
new sounds to, you know to this record that hadn't been used in previous sticks record and of course they you know three vocalists at one time in one song yeah. it gets to a point where what do you have to do for it to still be a stick song are are there is there a certain parameter that has to be in place like that makes it a stick song because i i will agree your guitar playing is so unique that when i hear it I might not be able to explain why, but I can say, "Oh, right, that's JY doing that. That's that's obviously you." But but is there sort of the, is there any rules in place like? But this is what makes it a stick song. And in recent interviews, just talking about guitar playing magazines, I, I mean, I compare Tommy's playing to Eric Clapton because it's very lyrical, it's very controlled, but yet it's really, you know, founded in the blues and the Chicago blues, and uh, and Hendrix, you know, I'm. And I'm, you know, Hendrix is my idol. Although I've, I've learned, I learned actually learned the Clapton's Crossroads solo note for note, um, and that helped me learn. Uh, how's he doing that? How's he doing? And then I saw Cream play live many times as well before they broke up. So it's, it's, uh, I don't know, Tommy. We're just, it's, it's nice to have variety. That is the spice of life, uh, and for us to sort of have the the respect. Do we have I mean, Tommy did some great work in Damn Yankees. I mean that band that band was a great band. Ted Nugent's politics I probably don't agree with, but uh Right. He's quite the character. <laughs> and uh so I, I don't know. I it's it's kind of every day you wake up and what what's the world offering me today and what can I offer the world back? And so it's not the same every day, but but there's you know I think I think our our sound is recognizable. My playing is, I guess, recognizable. Although for for me, it's completely derivative of of, of Hendrix and Clapton and uh, and you know Buddy Guy, the king of the Chicago blues, and uh, on and on and on. So um, I don't know. I just love doing this as a profession. It's insane to get paid for it. It's it's beautiful to get paid for it. It's hard actually to work yourself in a position where you do actually make money at it. But um, we've done that, and uh, and then I think we're sending out positive energy and positive messages to people, and and bringing them joy, and maybe most importantly, distracting them from all the crazy stuff that's going around, and giving them something to focus on that's positive. I think we all need to push the negative away and embrace the positive with all our might. So you want to be a rock and roll star? No? Well, how about a podcast star? Well, as it turns out, there's a new all-in-one platform just for you. It's called Anchor, and it's the easiest way to make a podcast. And check this out. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And then Anchor will distribute the podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify and Apple Podcast, and, you know, everywhere else in, uh, in podcast land. And what's even better, you can actually make money from your podcast. Go figure. Uh, no minimum listenership on that. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So go ahead. Download the free Anchor app right now or go to anchor.fm to get started. So what are you waiting for? Podcast stardom is within your reach. You, you talk about a lot of your heroes. There, there are also moments on here, and it might just be a natural thing because, you know, you're all sort of drinking from the same influential well. But, uh, like, I also hear some of your contemporaries your peers sounds and vibes i guess is what i'm getting at uh our wonderful lives i get a little bit of the fleetwood mac thing uh, stream oh yeah you know at the end of it, it's got a definitely a pink floyd thing especially you know staring into space it seems like it comes a bit more into into your world there 
and it's like as a fan, you you do often hear about you know uh, artists talking about their heroes, you know the generation or two before them and everything. But but how often is it that you all take the time to say, oh yeah, these are our buddies, and and we do sort of sound like them as well. I guess it's when we we do interviews with people like you. <laughs> Touche. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which we've done a bunch of. Right. Right. The the stream is it is an interesting place to leave the record, uh, especially as it just fades out and, instead of stops. I mean, I don't I don't know if there's I don't know if I'm looking too deeply into it. I, I guess thematically, I wonder what's going on there, you know, because as as you do, as the magnifying lens is so focused on what's going on in our present day world throughout the record, at the end of it, it seems like it turns in the opposite direction. You know, again, staring into space. I don't know if you can speak to that at all. Well, I mean, we're we are millions of miles away from we have yet to really discover any any animal life i don't know if there's there's signs of plant life that's been frozen maybe on mars but but i mean in actuality uh, ultimately we can turn away as, as long as we want but uh, when it's dinner time you got to turn right back <laughs> so you got to turn right back to earth um and say what has uh mother earth provided me with today and so i i think uh not that it's really an environmental message but you know that we are with we're getting to be an overpopulated planet and um you know and and, and i don't know the car all, all the stuff that you can want to talk about ecologically is is uh, you know there's there's concerns at every level and so i think we just my goal is to find the joy in each day because sometimes it's impossible to find it. You got to search for it, but we, we, we should not focus on the negative. We should try and focus on something positive every day and, and look for something a little different. If we can't find it today, we, we got to find it somehow tomorrow. And I think there's many positive things out there. You know, the kindness that people show to others, um, the generosity that people show to others, um, I mean, I grew up in the south side of Chicago, which has changed dramatically in terms of there. But my best friend in the world is is born half African American, half white, and he actually came from New York. And his his uh, birth father was was from somewhere in the East Indies, um, but his mother was Lily White, and and I mean he so he walks. I watch the path that he walks. He actually t- teaches of filmmaking in DePaul at this point in time. He's a future filmmaker. Uh, we went to college together at Illinois Institute of Technology, where I was an engineering student, and then he was in the Institute of Design. And I tended not to hang with the engineers, but with the design people, because they were really the ones that were into music and what I was into. So Stephen A. Jones, if you ever see his name, he's my best friend in the world, and he makes feature films and uh, does other things. A little bit of what you're getting at there with the ecological thing and 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 just everything that's happening, even politically, it you know this year also you talk about next year being the 50th anniversary of the of the band, but this year marks 40 for uh, for Paradise Theater, which a huge record right. in itself. And as I read, no doubt. yeah, as as I read, you know, even about what you guys were getting at then, I mean, America's changing times from the 70s into the 80s. Do you see any parallels between you know those two albums, the new record and that one? Um, I and reflected on that, but I, I think, you know, we're trying to reflect in every record we do, you know, I think it's sort of can't help but reflect the times that you're, you're, you're creating it in, unless you're really going for something that's very esoteric and, and, 
Um, but I mean, Paradise Theater uh, connected to this record. Yeah, I guess there is. There is. I mean, there's numerous connections, um, just in terms of musical styles. It's it's there's there's similarities to those days and to you know pos- trying to put positive messages, but but still trying to encourage people to find the joy in each day because there was joy there if you if you search for it and if sometimes it's very hard to find. But it, uh, so it's I, I'm not not no dramatic parallels that I can turn into a you know a small paragraph here, but you know stylistically it's it's not that far away. I just, you know, I, I look back and I, I just, it's interesting to see what, or try to understand what made that one so special in its moment. I mean, I can look back, it's it's an amazing record, you know, but trying to remember, like, what was it specifically at that time that connected with so many people? And it still does today, you know, that's, says a lot about the music right there. Well, the best of times, I mean, that that's from a Dickens novel, best of times, worst of times. And so we would then were reflecting Charles Dickens in a song and in our early album that really got to the number one spot and uh rock in the paradise was about you know making that into a modern day thing and, the, and dennis wrote the best of times as i said to resonate with the dickens deal and uh, Snowblind was kind of you know saying well this is the american dream gone left or gone crazy and that was uh, my, my idea for a song and then dennis helped me finish it so it uh yeah, we're, we're we're as artists, you 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 reflect what you know, uh, and and what and try and reflect what's going on, and and trying to hope, hopefully, find a way to instill joy and hope into people's daily grind. So next year, with the fiftieth uh, of the self-titled, I mean, you, you're going to be able, hopefully, to to tour the heck out of this record too. But uh, are you guys going to be marking that with any big celebration? Well, <laughs> When we turn around and see that we're all alive on February 22nd, 19, uh, 2022, then uh, we'll find something stupid to do the month of the day <laughs> that hopefully isn't too self-destructive. But we're entitled, uh, 50 years, I think we're entitled to be as self-destructive as we want to be, <laughs> as long as we get, as long as we wake up the next day and can walk straight, so... Right. <laughs> in the meantime, uh, again, I, I love what you guys do. I love what you all continue to crash at the crown, and and, and even the uh, the same Stardust, that uh, little mini EP that came out with this uh, as well. That was kind of a fun little thing. And I should ask, yeah. I, I heard. I mean, there was even more leftover stuff. I think someone said it could have been a double album. Are do you guys think you're going to be releasing more of this stuff, or does that you know get pushed yeah. just to the side for the whatever else? Well, I, I've kind of, you know, I've kind of turned the reins over to that to Tommy and our manager. Cause Tommy seems to be the, the creative leader, and I mean, Lawrence has got to be credited right alongside him. Um, uh, you know, I've got some ideas for songs, but I, I haven't, I haven't gotten started on them yet. So um, uh, I don't know. I think um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be interested to get the answer to that question myself a year from now, so or six months from now, actually. So. We'll all be listening either way. You know, you got all the time in the world. That's that's the important thing to remember. Yep. <laughs> that's it. Uh, man, thank you so much for taking the time. Uh, congratulations on, uh, on Crash of the Crown. Uh, I can't wait to hear how these songs really do uh, blossom live and everything. And, and whatever the future holds, the 50 years, congrats on that as well. That's no easy feat for any band, obviously. And, uh, and you know, uh, also importantly, thanks for taking the time to talk about it. It was a real pleasure. My pleasure. 
All right, man. Take care. We'll Take see care. you around. All right, see bye. you. Bye. Now, J.Y. and I last caught up back in uh, 2017 when they just finally returned with new music. So a little bit that we had talked about in this uh, previous interview here. It's an album called The Mission, a thematic LP uh, about a man trip to Mars in the near future. And it's packed with riffs and movements that recall their chart-topping 70s period. So we got to talk about the comeback and whether or not he'd take that trip himself. So part two of Kyle Meredith with Sticks. Hello. Excited to talk to you. Excited to talk about a new Sticks record. Quite, quite the surprise. Well, um, you know, <laughs> 14 years later, we decided to uh, subject ourselves to the, the punishment of the critics and what, what have you, and uh, and take another take another run at it. And uh, kind of inspired by uh, by NASA and the discovery of the Pluto having a fifth moon, and them inviting us to see the flyby when the when the space probe went past it and stuff, and uh, get their first pictures back from oh so far away in space and uh, find out there's a bunch of Sticks fans in NASA and it kind of, uh, I think, was helped inspire this whole thing, um, newly inspired us who uh, rode the tales of Come Sail Away back 40 years ago. Right. And uh, get back back into the outer space business. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of well-timed, too, because I was thinking about the generations. Like, you guys grew up in a time when space travel was the new frontier and every little boy wanted to fly, and now here we are in what feels like this space renaissance. Um, If you went searching for a theme, and I don't know how you guys did it, if you you decided, you know, let's make a new record and we need a theme or, or how it happened, but it was the perfect time to kind of pull that back in for this theme. Well, it, it um, the whole the genesis was kind of uh, maybe two years ago when because when, uh, Tommy is kind of the lead writer in the band Tommy Shaw, mm-hmm. my guitar playing colleague, and he's he's gone off and done projects with other people. He did a bluegrass record with Alison Krauss a couple years back, and uh, I, I never know what he's what he's up to, and he's kind of not been interested sometimes in in making new music or at least thinking about it and uh but all of a sudden he said i've got i've got this concept and it's this is what it's inspired by and i've got some music here that i've been working with he has an outside collaborator these he worked with on his bluegrass record and and actually his, his old buddy jack blaze from damn yankees they'd go out and do acoustic performances where they play stick songs night ranger songs and and some uh, some 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 you know some other stuff from damn yankees obviously do an acoustic thing, and this guy was a, the third, the uh, the third voice in that. Again, Mulevankovic, who's um, very skilled in his own right, and so he and Tommy had been doing some writing, and uh, kind of went on from there, and uh, and then they brought the rest of the band kind of into it, and uh, we said, hey, this looks like it feels like the right time for us to do this. Um, we, you know, 14 years ago when we put Psychorama, we thought it was a great record, but we got like virtually no traction with it whatsoever. And so it was, that was kind of a painful thing to spend a whole lot of time and a whole lot of money on something that went nowhere. But um, that's what that's what we used to do in the, in the in the early days, and it just took us 14 years to get our gumption up to try it again. But uh, at this point, we're we have very low expectations, but but high hopes because we think this is a great record. And there's some great songs on here, and then the whole concept of it just kind of there's a lot of themes that, that do resonate with life on Earth that they we're just using uh, the to travel through space as a metaphor to, to get to those themes. Yeah, and I noticed on there in the writing, you guys are betting on 2033 as the year we make it to Mars. Would you buy the ticket? Would you would you pay for the ticket yourself? You hear about these folks going to uh, to the moon, wanting to go to the moon. How about you? What's uh... Uh, I'd go to the moon. I don't think I would go to Mars. The moon, <laughs> I think there's it's a good chance of getting back from uh, Mars. Uh, 
there's all kinds of issues they have yet to solve, and uh, <laughs> and plus. Plus, I think the big thing was we, we just we went to there's a, NASA has a, a facility in Huntsville, Alabama. They they showed us it, it costs a fortune to bring water into outer space. So the way you continue to get water is you recycle your urine. Uh, any 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 sort of waste water gets all completely recycled, and and they've, they've got a way to where it comes out like really fresh pure water. Um, but the whole idea you recycle all your waste um, when you're up there is the but. Because you can't bring it. You, now you're going on a trip, and you know you can stop at the at the at the gas station and pick up some chips and uh, and a Coca Cola or whatever. It's uh, you got to bring it all with you. And uh, a trip to Mars? Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> well, I, I do want to say musically, the whole thing sounds. I mean, rejuvenated. I don't know is even strong enough word for this because it was so much fun to listen. And, and as you talk about the lyrical plan, what was the musical plan in this? When they bring you, you know, the theme and the idea, what did you guys go into it talking about musically? Because there, it does seem like there is, it's more than just jamming, I guess. Well, I, I think I, the um, God bless and God rest our original drummer, John Panazza, who passed in 96, but his replacement is has been voted. Todd Zuckerman has been voted like number one rock drummer in Reader's Polls of Modern Drum Magazine more than once, and he's almost always in the top five or ten there. And he's just he's he allows us to go off into sort of more adventurous time signatures. And I think you know just overall as a band, you know, writing simple twelve-bar songs is still fun to do. But we we also have the ability to go beyond that and go off into crazy time signatures for a minute or two here and there, and which which creates a different feel and. And just kind of adds to these for certain things. I mean, there's a song called Red Storm on here where we go into all these crazy different things. But it, it's, that would happen in a cinematic sense, you know, if you were subject to a big dust storm on, on Mars. So it, uh, it, um, we, we just have, we have the ability to stretch a lot more. And because there's no pressure on us to come up with ten singles on this record like there was maybe back in the day. You know, we'll we'll we'll, we'll write straight ahead stuff in four four for about half the record, and then we'll just you know have an adventure for ourselves, time signature wise and and just musical structure wise with the other half of the record. Well, I love the way it's turned out, and and the whole thing that you guys kept this a secret for a few years. I mean, I can't help but quoting you with secret, secret. I've got a secret, but <laughs> <laughs> like. Uh, you know that nobody slipped up and, and put this out into the press is is sort of uh, is sort of amazing these days. I don't know. I, I'm not involved in social media at all. Although our, we certainly are, our sixworld.com is our website, and we have people in our office that are, you know, have, we have a Facebook page and all that stuff, and that that's all bene- beneficial in terms of bringing people in. But just uh, you know, we we did this very quietly, and uh, <laughs> and then maybe just the mainstream press doesn't really care care very much about you know sticks anymore. So it, it was. Uh, not as difficult to hide it because nobody was looking for it, and uh, and that that's that's partly having been gone for more than ten years. I think that people figured maybe they're never going to make another record. So yeah, did you think that uh, maybe we you would ne- never make another record? Well, I mean, people, you know, and I'd say people might have said, "Are these guys ever going to make another record?" Uh, well, we heard that a lot. So, mm-hmm. um, but we finally just kind of decided to ride with it and, and wait. See if we could get, you know, make because if people know about it in advance, then then it takes too much. You know, it takes another year or two to come out. Then by the time it does come out, nobody cares about it anymore. And we decided, 
we're going to got to dump it all at once and and um, see where that gets us. And so so far we get. Uh, there's a lot of excitement in, in six fan world, and, and I think uh, the response of people like you who are just hearing it now, they say we've we've done good work, and uh, we'll see where that gets us. All right. Well, I'm excited about it. I, I do love what I've heard so far. Congratulations, and looking forward to the tour this summer as well. It was uh, it was really nice uh, talking to you. Absolutely. All right. We'll see you around. Thank you very much. All right. Bye. 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 And again, my thanks to uh, JY there. The new record is called Crash of the Crown. Thanks to you as well for uh, sticking around, checking out this episode. Again, hit that subscribe button before you get out of here so you can keep up with all the interviews that I put out every single week. Brand new ones every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Again, it's a great way to keep up with all of your favorite artists. Discover some new ones and know what's happening in the music world. iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Acast, Podchaser, YouTube for the video versions, or anywhere you get your podcasts from. After that... Head over to WFPK.org. That's where I do a show Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern, an hour full of song premieres, music news, anniversary spins, and bonus interviews. Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern at WFPK.org. Consequence has your music and film news. You can also find me on the social media spots. That's uh, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, all three of them, at Kyle Meredith. That does it for another edition. I'm Kyle Meredith. I'll see you next time. Consequence Podcast Network. Not answering that. Don't know who that is. Turn this down then. And ending. Turn all the way off. All right. Um, it's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org from Louisville Public Media. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.